This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. There was so much emotion, passion, uh, urgency in the building on Saturday night. Uh, can Would it be reasonable to suggest it will be a challenge to muster that up tonight given the opponent it that you haven't seen be, all year long? It better not be. Yesterday morning we woke up in third. This morning we wake up in eighth. That's how tight it's going to be. So regardless of the opponent, regardless of the Saturday night hockey night in Canada or Monday night San Jose, man, we got to play our game and we got to bring that emotion. And one of the things I loved, you saw when uh, when uh, we got that late power play goal, Shai, fortunately, he didn't hurt him, but he tackles Mo. But I, that's the passion. That's the emotion that we want to see every night. That's what's going to carry us through these next 19 games. But like we just talked about, you want to wake up in the morning, you'd be in third, or you wake up the next morning, you're in eighth. But that's how tight it's going to be. And it's not going away. And it's going to be in there. It's up to us to ma- manufacture that every night. Yeah, it's going to be up to them. That's absolutely right. Kelly Moore, 680 CGOB Sports Director, Jet Studio host, asking that question of head coach Rick Bonus uh, moments ago, mere moments ago. And I thought that was a fantastic question and a great answer from Rick Bonus because this has been a concern. At the beginning of the year, Jim, uh, when the Winnipeg Jets were playing some teams that maybe some people believe um, are below them, low in the standings, I had no concern because the Jets are picking up wins against the teams lower in the standings. That hasn't been the case recently, and it's been a big part of the conversation. It's been a big problem, and one of the reasons they have done very well is the teams that are ahead of them or in and around them, they beat early on in the season and, and then uh, have been struggling. Too. It is so tight, Cam, that if they could beat San Jose tonight and they could beat Minnesota on Wednesday, now these are two big ifs and they need some help from some other teams, but they could be tied with Minnesota for second with 78 points with two wins. But mm-hmm. we can't get ahead of ourselves. This team had an up and down weekend, a dramatic weekend, I think, for, uh, safe to say. And the San Jose Sharks come to town and they they gave up a huge lead and lost big yeah. time to Washington. Mm-hmm. But they can beat anybody on any given night if you look at some of the teams they have. So it's crunch time. There's 19 games to go. And I think it's a fascinating time of the year. But more so than anything else that's going on in and around the Jets, it really is this week and going forward about what they can do and get back on track. First of three meetings uh, between the Sharks. Uh, I always find it interesting when you have a, a conference opponent that you don't play until around this time of the year for the first time. And then you got three uh, quick games, one trip to California out on the 28th, and then back. And the Sharks will be back here on April uh, 10th. And bringing on to the show... Uh, Dan Rusinowski, he is the San Jose Sharks play-by-play man on the radio uh, out in the Bay Area. Hey, Dan, how's it how's it going? Thanks so much for doing this. Cam, Jim, always good to be with you guys. Yeah, one, of the, good. one of the good guys in the NHL, Dan. Thanks yeah. for having us. No, it's or being a, on with us, yeah, having uh, us. <laughs> like we're on your show, Dan. No, That's how nice show. you are. That's how this works. Uh, Dan, I, I was watching a little yeah, bit I can of... host if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can take over, yeah. Yeah, the check will be in the mail anytime. Uh, just let me know. Um, but, but, Dan, I was watching a little bit of the game against Washington and San Jose, particularly in the first period, where San Jose was... They had the shot clock. They, had, they were up to 2-0, and then things really started to unravel. For uh, against the Capitals, and I guess that's probably been the story of the season so far for San Jose, where we've seen good spurts from this team, but then just things just uh, just not working out uh, when it comes down to to crunch time and, and the team needing to, to to play well to to pick up two points. Well, that's essentially right, and and you know it's not the same thing every game. It's one thing going wrong one night, another thing going wrong the next night, 
And, and so that's been really frustrating, especially at home. The Sharks only have six victories at SAP Center, which is just stunning to, to everybody, especially given the way that the eye test tells you that they played a lot better than their record. And that's obviously, you know, getting back to what Ricky Bonus was talking about at the top of your show here, that, uh, you know, you have to make sure that, you, you know, you persevere against every team, regardless of what the record says in the standings. And the Sharks are sort of poster children for that because they have been difficult to play against. But what we've witnessed in the last two games is actually unprecedented in the history of the National Hockey League, and that is uh, a team that gets up to a 2 nothing lead at the end of the first period in consecutive games, and also in consecutive games gives up four goals in a row, four consecutive goals in the second period. We went back and took a look, and that's never, ever happened before. So uh, this is a pretty uh, rarefied bad air for the Sharks to breathe right now, but the good news for them is that they've had uh, very good results in terms of competition on the road, especially it's a chance for them to get clear. Um, there's a couple of guys that, that, that this game in Winnipeg, it's very important to them. And uh, that's personal, uh, whether they're either from here or whether they, they played here. And so I think that that's another factor. And on the other side of the ice, of course, you get some ex sharks that haven't seen San Jose in a little while. And we saw a couple of reunions this morning with Brendan Dillon, Dylan DeMello, also uh, on the team. So it, it, there's a lot of storylines for this game that, that are unfolding. But the one that you're talking about, stopping the unraveling, I think that that's one of the things that, uh, that the Sharks are still trying to learn. And it's, it's a key part of their building process that they're in. Uh, and that's something that, that, that they're working on. And, you know, you, you, coupled with that, too, the idea to make the other team unravel when you get the opportunity. And I think we, you know, for about 30 minutes last game, we saw the opportunity for the Sharks go by the boards to do that. And then, of course, Washington's too good a team to, to allow that to, to fester. So they came back and, and really took it to them. Along those lines, Dan, of the trade deadline, and a lot of people uh, in this part of the uh, Jets fans' country wondering why the Jets didn't do more, and then we saw the games on the weekend. It was the opposite for San Jose. Uh, how did the team weather everything that was going on, all, all, all the management was doing, and uh, like you said, the direction that the team is going, and especially with Eric Carlson having the season he had and all the rumors around him, um, can they just settle down and, and sort of run through this rest of the season now with, with the trade deadline having past and, and sort of focus on the future? Well, given what I've seen, I think so. You know, the, the coaching staff led by David Quinn has really done an outstanding job with this group. And I, I know that's hard to fathom when you look at the record of the team, but I'm telling you, my eye test tells me that. Uh, they play together. They, they like each other. They work well together. It's a good group of people. And nobody wants to to turn things around more than, you know, the, the captain Logan Couture or, or any of the leadership players, Eric Carlson's had an absolutely incredible season. And that's something that that's really uh, impressive. You know, that, you know, you talk about his total points as a defenseman and obviously, you know, with Morrissey and Winnipeg, you've got somebody that you can be proud of here too, but Eric Carlson, and I got to go back and check. I think Connor McDavid finally caught him, but, he was leading the NHL until recently by himself in even strength points, which is incredible when you think about it uh, for what the defensemen normally provide. You know, you go back to the last time that an NHL defenseman scored 100 points in a season. That was Brian Leach, the first year of the San Jose Sharks history, and he had a lot of points on the power play. Um, it, it's not been the case that way, and so that, that even illustrates what kind of a great year that Eric's been having. He's done a lot of things defensively that – 
that have been good too. And I know that as an offensive defenseman, you have your moments when you turn the puck over, you do something wrong. But but all in all, he actually has been focused in, in all areas of the game for the most part. So, uh, you know, a couple couple blips in the time capsule, as I mentioned, as usual. But um, but that's that's the story. I, I think that they're trying to get that together. I think that getting beyond the trade deadline to illustrate what you're asking about is, is something that uh, probably emotionally affected some of the guys. They lost a couple of people that, that they were very attached to. Uh, however, having said that, um, I think that a lot of people were just wondering exactly, you know, what their future was going to be. And that's, you know, that's what happens when you're, when you're turning a team around and you're doing what Mike Greer and the staff are doing to try to, to build up the roster and to remake what the San Jose Sharks are and bring them back to where they're supposed to be. And, you know, this is going to be four years out of the playoffs for the Sharks, which is the first time that's ever happened mm-hmm. in the history of the franchise. But realistically, you have to look at this as year one of the process of building with the, with the new uh, staff coming in and different, slightly different philosophies entering into play. So it's really interesting to see it all develop, but I think that in general there's a feeling of, of positive uh, vibes about exactly what's going on here. Uh, just one more for you here, Dan. Uh, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, it's a couple things going on. Number one, um, it's going to be really interesting to see a couple of old friends on the other side of the ice. I know that Yevgeny Svechnikov is really looking forward to tonight's game, too, on the shark side, because and he's been playing pretty hard lately and doing a really good job. He, he uh, told me earlier this morning how much he really enjoyed playing in Winnipeg and how much he liked uh, you know, the focus of hockey in the city. Very positive things to say, so I'm sure he'll get a nice reception. Uh, Nikolai Knizhov is going to be back into the lineup. He's missed the last two years with an injury. He just came back uh, with the San Jose Barracuda in the AHL. And I don't think, unfortunately, that uh, that Nick Chichek is playing. His dad, of course, is a very esteemed professor at the University of Manitoba. I don't think he's going to be playing tonight, but uh, uh, but he certainly is going to get some attention. And the other side of it is James Reimer, Morwina, Manitoba. I mean, he's uh, you know carrying the flag of the province. So uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of crossover here between these clubs. I'm looking for a good effort by San Jose to get back to where they should be. And Let's face it, even in the 8-3 to three loss, they played pretty well for about 30 minutes. So if they can avoid the unraveling when they're challenged and uh, they can give a push to Winnipeg, I think this will be a good first game of the series, and I think we're in for a good one. Dan Rusinowski, uh, San Jose Sharks play-by-play man, uh, joining us. Uh, and, and great stuff, Dan. I really appreciate it. You take care, okay? You bet. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, Dan. Have a great call. Uh, pre-game gets going at 4.30, puck drop at 6.30 right here on 6.80 CJOB. And again, please note uh, the start of the pre-game show and as well as play-by-play getting going here on 6.80 CJOB with a 6 o'clock start time in downtown Winnipeg uh, against the uh, at Canada Life Centre. Uh, just got a text message here. This texture PLD back in the lineup tonight. Well, 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 I guess you're going to have to wait to get that answer after 12.30. Where we're, uh, Sarah's uh, not with us today, but we're going to get uh, Pistol Peter, but we're not going to call it the power play. Skylar Pistol Pete, what are He's we He's a grinder. Him? Last time I heard he was minus five in a beer league game. Oh, I heard about That's that. That's on yeah. a legit source that I confirmed with, so we'll maybe call it the penalty kill. Yeah, the penalty kill. The PK with... The PK, PK with SP. With SP. We'll be right back. Let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Texas Show, 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Jets, Sharks here on 680 CGOB. And, Jim, how can we – we can't ignore 
what happened over the weekend with this two-game series against the Edmonton Oilers. Wild, wild. Would you – legit question. Would you yeah. watch a playoff series between those two teams? I might. You I might in? tune in for a little while. Like all seven games if it went that far. Well, if it was more like game two, if, if it was like the first game on Friday, I might just <laughs> just pack it in and say I'm not – I'll just – I don't want to break any news here right now because we're going to break, but um, McDavid and Dreisaitl are pretty good. They're pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and the thing is when one is only at 90%, the other one goes to They're like to Terrell Owens. You all love to hate me, but you love me. <laughs> we'll be right back. Or you all hate to love me is what it is. Sorry. Hate to love me. You hate to love them, but, man, are they good. Then I just hate them. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. No, Cam. it's dislike. Don't. Yeah, but don't, if they were on the Jets, I would love them. So it's it's really it's very superficial. Don't let it's hate a very into your heart. it's a very shallow dislike. Yes, it's, it's just because the team. It's the it's the sweater. It's a they wear. distaste. It's like it's am I choosing they wear. this? No, but it's not, it's not personal. It's not personal. If it's being served, I'll eat it. But I'm not going to ask for it. That's like me with okra. <laughs> if you serve me okra, I'll eat it. But like, I'd never seek that stuff out. Slimy. You never cook it up a batch. I'm yourself. not cooking up a batch of okra. No. What are we talking about? We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, well, well. Would you look who's here? Skylar Peters. It's your two-minute penalty kill with Skylar Peters. Active sticks, boys. Get in those shooting lanes. Sticks get and lanes. Those, yeah. Plug those. Get plug the gap. I was I was a big PK guy when I played. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they could not rely on me for offense. How so. was your block? Good. What did you play? You played wing? Center. Center. Oh. Yeah, a little wing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I could get in a shooting lane with the best of them. <laughs> Do you know, here's, here's trivia. Do you know who has the Winnipeg Jets record for most block shots in a game? It happened uh, in recent years. Derek Forbert? That's right, 13. How did I oh, know? Oh, wow. My uh, roommate Carson put him in his fantasy hockey lineup that night. Well, that's why Boston that guy was just wearing rubber. All that, that's why awesome. Boston paid him to go there. Yeah, was like everyone was wondering how would they pay that much to Derek Forbert because he's a shot blocking machine. You know how important that is. I think he got the tilt this weekend too. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Derek Forbert. I mean, Derek Forbert. Yeah, he's also on the Boston Bruins now. This is what I love about like sometimes when you hear about Jets like Chris Thorber and blah 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 yeah. blah, and then he ends up on a Stanley Cup winning, not playing. I'll yeah. give him that. But there's a now Stanley Cup winning team that wants a guy like that. We, we've seen this over the years that even Andre Pavlik got signed by the Rangers. And I'm not defending Andre Pavlik. Like he, his numbers are his numbers, and he played the way he played. But um, And Derek Forbert's another one. Derek Forbert couldn't get run out of town fast enough by some people I talked to in this town. And he's just, what, playing good minutes on a Stanley Cup? No, they love him. Well, Apparently, I'm listening, they love him in Boston. Love him. Yeah. And that's a guy the Jets signed in, like, August. Like he was a free agent. Yeah, was a free he, could, agent he couldn't yeah. find work. July yeah. 1 and and, and, and what forward. he did here in Winnipeg, to which I was told by many to get rid of him. <laughs> well, okay, he just parlayed that into a three-year contract with the Boston Bruins. How about yeah. uh, Dmitry Orlov? Looks like Bobby Orlov out there. My <laughs> That's God. true. Nine well, listen, points in three. Games. We're, we're all playing in Boston's league right now. The, everyone else is just tagging along, waiting for. Hey, here's Boston a good Bruins question for both of you. Both of you. Does Boston win the Stanley Cup this year? Uh, yeah, I think they do. I think they do. I think Carolina is a really, 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 really good challenger for them. I don't think, like, I just can't ever say in my mind that they're going to, the Leafs are going to beat if them. If the in a East series. hadn't gone crazy 
and absolutely wild, I would agree with you. I have a bad feeling about this year that they're on. I, uh, well, first of all, they're going to melt whoever they, like whoever comes out of that in that wild card in the East, because there's like nine teams yeah. that can make it, is going to get I'm not saying they're not going to win it, but I don't, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion I don't th- with the way is. the East loaded up. It's never a foregone conclusion. They, you know what's going to happen, That's boys? True. They're going to lose in six games in the second round. Don't say it. To the Toronto Maple Leafs. Get out and, uh, see, now you, you, Sweet you, redemption. You, and you, thus you, ends you, the two-minute <laughs> penalty kill with Skyler <laughs> Peters. You've tested, you, you, you've tested me. Not on a Monday, kid. I Maybe any other day you can say that. I know you're that, on your way on out. A Monday. You're off on a golfing trip to Florida, but you can't drop bombs like that on the radio. Yeah. I, I don't have to walk around town for that. a week, so I'm going to drop this. <laughs> The Leafs are going to win the cup. See you guys. I'm turning off my phone, and I won't be listening. Just, just so you know, for Thanks. the next four days. Boys. Thanks, Pistol. Take care, man. Pistol. Have a safe trip, by the way. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to live the dream. We trip. don't like to say where people are going when they're away, but he is. He's got a good. Would you take that trip? Uh, I would. I'd love. I'd love to do what he's up You're to. You're darn right. You would. He's got like seven roommates or something. So no one's he's gonna got, be. Oh, he's. It's like a frat house over there. He's yeah. the Godfather. Oh yeah, you know that he's like they have he oil wrestling and whatever else going on over there, like on old school. <laughs> he's he sets. He's, he walks in and he sets the mood. Well, it's, everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody follows his lead. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty. I heard you started a fraternity and are living on campus. Who told you that? Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Here's the lineup. All right, we've been getting, we got like five or six text messages about uh, if PLD is going to be back in the lineup. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, David Riddick is going to be uh, starting a net tonight uh, for Hellebuck after he played back-to-back uh, Edmonton and uh, both uh, the home-at-home back-to-back Oilers series. Um, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, Nino Niederreiter on the top line, followed by Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Blake Wheeler, Morgan Barron, Adam Lowry, Vladislav Nemesnikov, uh, Saku Menelainen, uh, Kevin Stenland, and Mason Appleton, extra forwards, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, David Gustafson, Sam Gagne, and Carson Kuhlman. It's also, it's past the deadline, so you can, you can, you can have a larger roster if you're wondering uh, why maybe nobody got sent down. Uh, Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk on defense together. Uh, Brendan Dillon and Dylan DeMello. Uh, Dylan Sandberg, uh, Nate Schmidt, Logan Stanley, and Kyle Capobianco, uh, sort of the extra defenseman. Uh, Capobianco was uh, under the weather, so he was not uh, out there today. First unit power play, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nito Niederreiter, uh, Mark Scheifele, and Josh Morrissey. Second unit, Blake Wheeler, Adam Lowry, Nikolai Ehlers, Neil Pionk, and Nate Schmidt. Now, a big conversation um, coming out of the morning skate was the play of Nikolai Ehlers. And we're going to, Jim, I'm going to get your thoughts on this in just a second here. But I got some audio that I want to play uh, before we get into that. Uh, Here was Nick Ehlers. I mean, uh, the question always comes out. He was on a long-term injury dealing with a sports hernia. That's something that can take a long time to heal. Uh, So he was asked how his sports hernia is healing up just uh, uh, before the game following the morning skate today. Still, uh, it's still a work in progress. Um, You play every other night. you feel it, um, so it feels good. But there's definitely times that uh, you feel it a little bit, ex- a little bit extra. So um, you know, we uh, I try to take care of it as much as I can with treatment and and workout and and all of that. So um, you know, I feel 100% good enough to play. Ehlers was asked if missing three months has led to his lessening ice time. I don't know. Um, you know, obviously you miss three months 
in the middle of the season, that is not that is not going to help you. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's it's up to me to to get back and 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 get ready and and feel 100% and, and good for these last games and, and the playoffs. So um, it, it doesn't really matter. I just need to. Be ready. When asked uh, about his uh, his ice time that has been shortened, he said, "I guess you gotta you're you know if you're not gonna play good, you're gonna be out." Here's Bones, and if he thinks either's injury has affected his slowdown in production, no, you think he's he wouldn't be playing if we didn't feel that he was close to 100. percent Now, it's like Apple; they've missed so much time, the timing and the reads and everything else that. That takes more time than anything, and you know he comes. He's never played with Kevin before, so there's that wasn't in sync, and I could tell that. So now with Doobie back, it gets a little easier to get him more minutes. So it's all it's based more on that than anything else. They have the three lines going. I know there wasn't chem, great chemistry between Kevin and, and Nick, and I could see that, um, but I wasn't going to tamper with the other three lines because they were they were all doing the job that we asked them to do. Now the first game, and, and Nick Ehlers does not kill penalties, but the first. First game on Friday, uh, the 6-3 uh, win of the Oilers in Edmonton. Uh, Nick Ehlers played a 10-48 that game. And again, there's nine penalties. He doesn't kill penalties. That's going to affect his ice time. And then uh, on Saturday night, 11 minutes and 52 uh, seconds. But, uh, you know, Jim, I guess I guess your thoughts on Nick Ehlers and, and how he's been playing over the last little bit. I guess since, he, since he's returned from uh, his long-term injury. Well, I think the New York road trip, I've pointed out, I thought he had his best game, and then two of those three games in New York between New Jersey, the Rangers, and the Islanders, I thought he had another good game, wasn't wasn't that great. But he's not playing well, and he just admitted that there. And it's always funny with Nick Ehlers because he's this he's the, the analytics community's darling because uh, analytically in the metric show, he's historically the Jets' best forward. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But that's why analytically, just like the eyeball, it's not all and everything that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great at zone entries, and he's been gaining the zone and doing nothing and turning the puck over. I, I have not liked his zone entries at all. I think he's been making bad decisions at, with the puck. And I thought the post-game show on 680 CJOB on Friday night nailed it on the head with the two-on-one in Edmonton that was too late of a pass. His timing's off. He's got to send that earlier, and Nick knows that, or fired mm-hmm. on net, goes back and ends up in their net. All I hear Coach Rick Bonus say is shoot the puck. Mm-hmm. And he's in that close and not only doesn't shoot, but he makes a bad pass that ends up in their back of the net. I, I had this question again on Saturday about his ice time, his ice time, his ice time. I've said this for years now. More ice time for P per 60 players does not equal the exact yeah. same points. If you have so many points in 13 minutes, it doesn't mean you're going to put up more points because you get 17 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No. Um, it has for some players. It does not for Nick Ehlers, if you look at his ice time and his point production throughout the years. But Nick Ehlers is a top-line player on this team. He's just not playing like it right now. And I get it mm-hmm. because he ha- he missed three months of hockey. But for everybody wondering since he's been back about his ice time, I'm, I'm very honest with you. I do not see enough in Nick's game that warrants more ice time than he's getting. There's a reason why he's been dropped down to the fourth line. I played with and Kevin what, Stanland and, and, and Sacramento Linen and Carson Kuhlman over the last And for all bit. those people who keep asking, like, well, you know, going into a game, I don't think it's Rick Bonus's mind to play him 13 minutes a game. But once the game goes, and Saturday night is a prime example, there were other players playing better than him. Mm-hmm. And then that's why his ice time is fluctuating and going down. And so when it goes down or it's up a bit or this, 
if Nick Ehlers is playing great, I can promise you there's not a coach here yeah. that won't play him more. It's, it's, but he's yeah. not. Yeah, and he just admitted that. And I don't know why, but when he does, he will be playing 17 minutes a night again. Yeah, the thing is, Jim, they, Nick Ehlers needs to – if this team is going to make a splash in the postseason, they're going to need Nick Ehlers going. I mean, that's just that's just it. They, they when need Nick his Ehlers offensive is flying, ability. Yeah. When he's flying and he's going to hard areas and he's tough to compete against and he's creative and all that – what I see, and here's the other thing. Some people will always argue this with me. Well, Kyle yeah. Connor's not playing well, or Blake Wheeler's not playing well. Fair enough. But when the thing about Kyle Connor is when he's not playing well, he still scores. Mm-hmm. So I fully admit, like his game in Edmonton and his game overall in the last three weeks has not been the best of Kyle Connor that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But yet he's chipping in with an assist or a point here and there. Nick Ehlers isn't doing anything. Yeah. And and it's it's bizarre to watch because I see him trying, and I see him trying to get creative, but he just he's not up up to par. And I get it. I I said this when I heard sports hernia operation. I've seen guys have it and be out three months and come back fine. I've seen guys have it and then take a year to get back to where they were. Yeah. I've seen other guys be out for two years with it. Um, so I'm glad he's back playing and I don't blame them for keep dressing him. And this is the other argument I hear. Well, then let him rest for the playoffs. What you're watching now is a healthy Nick Ehlers playing. Why you're watching him play is because they need him to get going by the playoffs. So you're not going to sit him for this. He's healthy. He's going to play, but he's got to find his game. And, And I'm not, this isn't my whole rant isn't a harp on Nick Ehlers. It's a, this is what I've seen. It does not warrant more ice time per night in my mind. And then they, I hope over the next 19 games, he finds his game and his rhythm again because yeah. they need him. It's, it's just a step back from what he does well. Right. That's what, like, the things that he is known for and why he's been an impact player for the Winnipeg Jets since since he's been in the lineup is his zone entries, which I, I feel like he's held offense up at the blue line with his decisions in terms of zone entries, which he was, honest to God, one of the best in the league at. And his passing. He's, yeah. he's been making... Um, uh, he's been making bad decisions with the puck, particularly on passes. So here we go with Kyle right now. Ehlers was buzzing on Saturday. No, he wasn't in my mind, but fair enough. If you felt he was Kyle Ehlers was buzzing on Saturday, looked way better than Shifley, Connor and Wheeler. Yeah. Even if you believe that, which you're more entitled to Kyle who put up points on Saturday and who didn't, and don't tell me it's because he only played 13 minutes. Yeah. The guys you just mentioned, I agree with. I just said Kyle Connor is not playing well to up to what he can play, but he's contributing every night. And so that's the difference in my mind. Yeah. I, I, I thought Kevin Stenlin played better in that game than Nick Ehlers did. Now, Kevin Stenlin doesn't do what Nick Ehlers does, but that's why I would play him more often. Stenlin was winning faceoffs. That's what they're struggling with. And against those two guys, McDavid and Dreisaitl, he was out there in the last three minutes taking the right yeah. side. He's not that good on the left side, so he takes all the right side draws. There was one he took, he won, and then got off right away, and Lowry mm-hmm. came on. It's just like in the in-game flow, I just I have a problem with people who say, look at his ice time. Look at this guy's ice time. And I'm like, okay, then look at the game. Prove it to me. No, no, it's the ice time's the ice time, but then there's a reason why. I used to yeah, hear this about I used to hear this about defensemen all the time. In the last four minutes when they were giving up goals in the last two, why are they double shifting these guys? And I'm like, why aren't they playing these guys more? They only got three shifts out of the six. Well, because you can't run them four minutes in a row. Mm-hmm. 
So if you look at ice time total, you have to look at the game sheet. And you have to tell me who was on the ice before they came on and who came off when they would. That's what I do. But to Kyle's point of, you know, he was way better than Shifley, Connor, Wheeler. I don't think he was better, but he might not have been anywhere. But who was producing? No, it's just, and I think you you start to get out of favor with the coach. when It's exactly what you just said, Jim, when, when you're not doing what the coach says. So... Kyle Connor and, I mean, and Mark Shifley puck, and Blake Wheeler, um, all this Kevin Stenland and stuff. That's they're be they're doing what they're being asked to do. And as long as you're continually, consistently doing that, or at least to the best of your ability, or at least you know enough, you're 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 going to be commanding. You're going to still be getting your ice time. That's not what we've seen from Nick. He's that, not doing what the coach wants him to do. That two on one in Edmonton. If he shoots that puck, which he clearly should have, the pass has gone away. Why is Nate Schmidt? Why did if Nate he Schmidt's- shoots that puck, it either goes in. It's either saved or there's a rebound that Niederreiter gets to. And if Niederreiter doesn't get to it, it doesn't end up going back the other way. Why did Nate, why did Nate Schmidt say? There's four things that would have been better if he shot that puck. And he didn't shoot it, and we know what happened. And you have to allow Nick to be accountable for that. And you know why I say that? Because when you listen to Nick or you talk to Nick, he's the first guy that tells you that. Yeah. There are people arguing against what Nick Ehlers is literally telling you. Which we just played. It's the same about the first and second power play. And he's like, I prefer the second. I'm not as good as Wheeler on that spot. And I would rather do the second. We're going to round it out. Here was, I mean, this is why Nate Schmidt was sitting on Saturday. And here's Bones on on. on, on how Schmidt, Nate Schmidt, defenseman Nate Schmidt, is going to be able to stick around. Just to play like he can play. He, he's better than he's shown. Uh, he's a veteran guy, um, and we just need him to, to play like that. And just, like, Nate's a big reason of why we're, we're where we are all year long. He's, uh, uh, that's why we are. I mean, earlier in the year when we were playing better and we were challenging for first place in the conference, and Nate was a big part of it. His play dropped off. Um, it's just a little more inconsistent. We need him to be just very consistent at what Nate Smith does well. Go back at the puck, make the right play with the puck, yeah, come up with the play and, and help the power play. play I always up. warn them. I always, it's never right out of the blue. They're not shocked by it. So Nate and I have had conversations over the last month. So it's not come right out of the blue. You're not playing tonight. It's you got to play better. Now there's a, you've brought yourself into the discussion. Are you going to play every night? Now you've got to play your way out of that discussion. As far as I'm concerned, you can just in, insert Nick Ehlers into that conversation instead of Nate Schmidt, and instead of getting healthy scratched, reduce just input, input reduced ice time. Ice time. We got to take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we'll continue the discussion. We've got text messages here: two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight. 68 puck drop at 6.30, pregame at 4.30 right here on 6.80 CGOB. Jets and Sharks! It's the, um, you know, it's the West Side Story game. When you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. Against the Sharks? It's also bobblehead night. Oh, it's kind of bobblehead night. That's right. I'm not having a... No one's seeing you, but you're doing the bobblehead. Yeah. Which is not bad. That's like a a 6.7 out of 10. It's not not quite great, but it's not bad. Like you're not going to get, no one's going to give you a check for it, but they're going to say not bad. No, no. You ever had a bobbleheader yourself? Like maybe in Merritt? Like tonight no. it's Cam, Cam Poitras bobblehead night. Thanks for the years of excellent broadcasting. Maybe, maybe now before they, uh, with with my you know insane success, but they ran me out of town before that. Uh, we'll be right, we'll be right back. Pay your bills. You can't you can't jack up that big of a 
of a of a of a tab pay, pay at the your, cold pay water your tab hotel. Or run you out of town. They'll make you pay. Chats at noon on six eighty CJOB.